Welcome to My Brother, My Bug Brother and Me, a podcast all about three brothers, one of whom is a bug, trying to figure their lives out and answer questions. I'm Alex. That's great. I'm one of the Mahler twins. <laughs> Which one? I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Invincible Season 2, Episode 4. It's been a while. The mid-season finale of Invincible Season 2. If you it's haven't watched it on Prime Video, definitely check it out because we're going to be getting into spoilers. But brief bit of recap of what happened here, picking up the cliffhanger of the last episode. Mark has been tricked into going to the planet Thraxis, which is filled with oh, bug people. There he discovered his dad, Nolan, a.k.a. Omni-Man, is there, and the emperor of the entire planet. Things get wilder and weirder from there, as it turns out that Nolan has fallen in love with a bug lady named Andressa, played by none other than Barclay Sauls, Rhea Seahorn. Well, they live short lives, man. They live short lives. Yeah. And had a baby. He had another baby. The reason he wanted Mark there is because he wants to protect the planet from the Viltrumites who don't approve of mating with people who are biologically dissimilar. And of course, Viltrumites show Ooh. up and wreck the planet. There's a knockdown drag out fight. And ultimately, that leads to the end of the episode where Nolan has his back broken, gets taken in by the Viltrumites, and Mark is tasked with taking over the Earth. So big stuff going on there. Meanwhile, Mm. down on Earth, lots of other stuff is going on. Amber is dealing with being totally bummed out. Debbie is also dealing with being totally bummed out. And Donald gets bummed out when it turns out that he died, as he finds out in this episode. Yeah, And he's he's been either drinking a lot of milk, uh, because his bones are very strong, Mm -hmm. or he's a robot. Yeah, one of the two. I guess I'm always jabbing knives into my arms, and I'm like, did I drink enough milk? Not yet. And then I collapse yeah. on the floor. Yeah. And <laughs> then you know, yeah, that's, Ameri- that's a great got milk ad mm-hmm. that you're working <laughs> Anyway, this is, as mentioned, the midseason finale. We have four more episodes of the season to go. Oh, They're going to be sometime next year. We still don't know when. We're taping this a couple of days after it aired they still haven't announced the premiere date, which I'm very surprised about. I thought there would be like a trailer or a teaser right at the end of that. Scanned back and forth through the credits several times. Didn't see anything. But that said, mm. what did you think about this grouping of four episodes? How do you feel about how this all wrapped up or not? I, I mean, I think this this show, is, I mean, like the comic book, it, it, but the, it makes more sense in a comic book world for a show to be so violent. Also, so sort of like ensemble based. And so emotional when you see it as a TV show, like it's so rare to have a show that is this horrifyingly violent. That is also this emotionally nuanced in dealing with like a character going through just the loss of a relationship and what it leads when you're wounded as bad as Debbie has been uh, by Nolan's betrayal and everything. So like this show is why I don't think there's any other show like it on TV. And it feels like that's because it's such a faithful comic book translation and I think it's I, I've really enjoyed this this little half season. I agree. I, I've been really impressed with, you, you know, I love the comic book. So I'm always nervous when we get something and then they kind of tweak it. But I've been really impressed with how they're pushing this in the TV show and the different choices they are making to keep things fresh and interesting. Um yeah, I was really impressed with the whole kind of uh, father-son of it all in this episode and the whole complexity of it. And because a lot of times in TV or movies, 
you know, they kind of have to have people go through things quicker, you know, and I really mm. liked how Mark was able to kind of hang on to his rage and be like, no, fuck that, dude. Fuck you and your new family. I'm out. But then just kind of like had those beats and those moments to really kind of listen to what was happening. Um, I, it's impressive. I know I would have flown all the way back and probably died in space because I've been so angry. So it's <laughs> uh, nice to see people making smarter decisions. And I put uh, I put a thousand dollars on Pete dies in space just as a bet, <laughs> as a sort of a loose smart bet. dude. Smart. Yeah. So I don't know. We've got a lot has to change between now and then for that to happen. But I think it's going to pay off. It's a long shot, but it's a win. yeah. That's the, I, that's. The, Agree with what you guys are saying. I think the big theme of the season, or at least the half season, I assume it's going to continue in the second half as well, is Mark wrestling with, am I my father? Am I biologically what he wants me to be? Does my mentality make that different in any way? And that's what this episode really dug into very hard, yeah. but also in the opposite direction. In terms of can Nolan change, you have that amazing scene right in the middle of the episode where Nolan is choking his son and sobbing and being like, why do I feel this way? Why, why I do feel- I have feelings? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which I thought it, it's so hard to watch and it's so uncomfortable, but it really gets to these emotional truths about the character. It's very smart ways to jump off of what you were saying, Justin, about the comic book versus the show. Uh, my memory of reading Invincible is the first 12 to 13, 12 to 13 issues are so strong because they're leading up to that Omni-Man, Omni-Man twist that is such a gun punch. They are unimpeachable. And then after that, it becomes a lot of stuff, you know, and a lot of fun yeah. stuff that I enjoyed. We yeah. read every issue of the comic, but you never get as big and as powerful as those first chunk of issues. I think like there's some great stuff in there that I, I mean, really the, the the Eve stuff later on gets really cool. And well, I, I love yeah. so many things in it. And I, yeah. I want to clarify, I haven't gone back and read them since we were initially yeah. reviewed them on Comic Book Club. So I don't know. They might work even better through a second read through. I've definitely been tempted to do a second read through from watching the show. Um, but contrasting that memory, that foggy memory of Invincible versus the show, this really does work better for me because I think they found a, like you were saying, Pete, a better balance with the pacing of how the information comes out. I also really impressed with the fact that like, it's just like Mark and Amber are good. We're not, this isn't what this is about yet. You know what I mean? Like they're just keeping that solid. You're jumping straight to that. Well, I'm just saying that relationship guy. Yeah. I'm just saying that like dealing with the father, son, the, the mom dealing with the loss, like all these other complicated things, Great. Don't have us also worrying about uh, Mark and Amber. You know what I mean? Like, let's focus on the things that we want to focus on and the relationships we want to. We'll get to that eventually. And maybe what will happen? Who knows? But I like that. They're like, this is solid. Let's look over here. You know what I mean? Oh, so I'm going to disagree what, with you after this. Episode. I also disagree. But I would say, like, just like life, everything is in just the right order and nothing comes at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just are like this. No, we don't. We're on top of that. We're going to deal with these things. And you only deal with your father issues at a particular time 
in a different place when you can fully digest them without having yeah. to deal with all the other stuff you're balancing, like your job and your day to day stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not like a big th- sloppy Thanksgiving where everybody's kind of freaking out. No, it's a you know another planet, another life. By the way, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask right up top. How was your sloppy Thanksgiving, Pete? Oh my god, yeah. it was crazy sloppy. And that's where you eat instead of turkey. You guys have just sloppy joes, and it's laid out in a trough, and you eat a couple you. buns. How dare you? No, we have yeah. a, a traditional—well, uh, not traditional, but uh, thanks. We do the turkey, man. We deep fry it. It gets crazy. Yeah, but you have a TikTok right. Thanksgiving, so you take everything and you just kind of pour it on the counter and mix it around. It's with some board. spatulas, right? Oh, you do yeah, the yeah, famous yeah. Uh, cranberry canned cranberry board. Uh, what I was going to say is, I, I sort of I, like Alex is am perhaps going to disagree with you, Pete. I think. This show does a great job of being like this. These characters are dealing with a million things and just in a different each time they're going to face the each one will become like a flashpoint. Like in this episode, it's very much like dealing with what Nolan did, both Mark and Debbie. And I I think it's beautifully done. And they found a way to your point, Alex, of picking out the biggest emotional beats from the run of Invincible, the comic and pairing them together in a nice way. Like the confrontation you talked about where Nolan has uh, has Mark by the neck and he like a father, a father in real life who can't deal with their emotions because they're from a time when that's not something you talked about. That's how we see that. It's such a great like prism to see it through. And then at the same time, we have this great scene with Debbie and Art where Art's like, hey, I know you're you're sad about all these horrible things that happened to you, but you saved the earth by raising a good son where Nolan didn't. You're the reason Mark is different. And I thought that was an amazing scene. Art coming off the top rope out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And being really like the most emotionally I just steady say, character. That's my only problem with that scene. Like, I agree with you. I love that scene. And the emotional yeah. intensity there is great. The acting is great. You got Mark Hamill. You got Sandra Oh and a scene together. It's real good. Right. But the fact that Art was like, hey, I'm here to provide some emotional catharsis for you. Well, see you later. Goodbye. I was like, ah, <laughs> this, this could have yeah, been a little no. more fluid here, you know? Well, and you know what? I, I agree with you. And what I wish, I wish it was Donald that did it. And I know Donald mm. has to do some other stuff, but He's it would have made, made great sense. Though. But think about that. If he came through, offered Debbie the most human advice she's gotten. And then goes and finds out he's not human. I thought that would have been just. Not, I feel capable. like I'm always rewriting the shows that we're talking about. He, I think he maybe is capable of it. He's certainly feeling emotions. Well, they it, clearly have a connection. That's something they've set yeah. up in the show. Is that they're friends? We haven't really seen that much, but that's clearly there. And to your point, yeah. Justin, he was right across the street. We got that earlier. He came over exactly. Hi, went across the street, found his glasses in the rubble of the house where he died, and that's ultimately why he stabs himself in the arm to find out if. He's a robot. Spoiler, part robot. So there you go. Yeah, I think he's a robot. Let me ask you this. As glasses guys, you two. Oh, yeah. What would it be like if you found a pair of glasses? Would you be like, I died here? Or would you be like, <laughs> someone has similar eyewear taste and perhaps well, maybe you know glasses? Your glasses, dude. You, you know, you wear them every day. Yeah, I don't know. know. I have perfect vision, so I don't know what it is, feels oh my like. God, we know. Are glasses like hats where vision. you're like, oh, I love this hat? Uh, well, when you go to the glasses doctor, which is the technical name, you ask him, you say, hey, if I died in an explosion, would these glasses 
is survive? And the doctor invariably will say yes, because all of them are. you got to get an explosion yeah. insurance on your glasses. Otherwise, what do you do? 100%. See, I go, to a per- I go to a perfect vision doctor, and we just high-five for like an hour. And then I leave. <laughs> for an hour? You high-five for an hour? <laughs> what? Well, that's really that's borderline <laughs> creepy at that point. That's too long to high-five, man. <laughs> After the that's first fair. 10 minutes, I'm worried about what's going on. Then you go to the head doctor because your head's so raw. Very injured. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, talking about the Donald stuff, I love no, I, where this is going. I mean, if you do know where this is going from the comics, I won't spoil it here or anything. But I will say it's not exactly what you think. You know, there's some interesting, only in invincible twists in terms of what's going on with Donald. They're also playing this out in a very different way than it played in the comics. So maybe they'll head it in a different direction. Um, but it's certainly... It's certainly interesting. It's definitely, to give a little bit of a hint, one of those Robert Kirkman things that we're talking about with Angstrom Levy, where he's like, oh, you think you know how my powers work because you've seen other things, but I overthought it a bunch and they end up actually differently. It's kind of the same thing with Donald, but it's a fun twist. Anyway, what were you going to say, Pete? Well, I just wanted to get back to the uh, father-son High kind fives. Of, oh. uh, <laughs> nope. No, I was trying to move on from that. Yeah. Wait, um, were you going to bring up, do you think that uh, Nolan choking Mark was a reference to The Simpsons? Like, it's Yes! Oh, thing? get out of my brain! Yes! Wait, were you really going to do yes. that? Yes! <laughs> That's very I weird. I love the <laughs> Simpsons homage there. Um, you know, it really felt... Uh, the fact that uh, Omni-Man said, why you little, really brought yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. And Mark and was like, I love you, Dad. Don't have a cow. Don't man. have a cow, man. And it was very prescient because that was a big argument like, in shorts. The Simpsons. There was a joke they made where Homer on a recent episode, this is true, said that, oh, I don't do that choking thing anymore to one of the other characters. The internet flipped out. They were like, how dare they? How dare he not choke? You've gone over to the woke mob and the Simpsons are like, what are you talking about? We were making a joke. That's it. So there you go. No worries. Choke, choke. Every father in every animated show is going to choke out their son from now on. Yeah, I, I, I can't enjoy The can't. Simpsons unless Homer's choking his children. <laughs> I bet That's you guys just can't me. wait for that father kind of uh, uh, son relationship. Yeah. Do you know who also mm. loved that? David Sedaris. That's another very current reference that I don't know if anybody's mm. going to get. Um, no. Yeah. No, I know that name. I just don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, how did you guys feel about the three uh, sort of emotional music videos we got in this episode? There was a lot of bummer indie music. I wrote them down. We had Avalanche by Nick by Cave. By Nick Cave. Shouts yes, to that song. Great. Especially when they did, at the beginning of the season, did um, I'm a Creep mm-hmm. uh, yep. as the most obvious needle drop in history. And then they got into some wild, interesting tracks here. I thought that was very cool. Olympus by Blonde Shell, and the third one was something else. I don't know where I wrote it down. Anyway, yeah, I like that. I thought about exactly what you were talking about, that they were like, no, no, we we know deep, cut, deep cuts, too. Don't worry about yeah. it. I didn't um, mind it. I liked it. I loved the it. songs. Yeah, the music in the show is really impressive. I, I want to talk about the beginning a little bit here, where we get this cliffhanger ending in the last episode where it's like, hi, son, he's reaching out his hand. I really love the choice to then jump to the yes. father just kind of flying through space. Death. And we got the all-star Superman moment where he's just looking really small, kind of resting on a rock, and then kind of starts flying again. Really just... 
I, I love that whole kind of montage. It really humanizes this piece of shit because we hate this guy. We don't want anything for him. All of a sudden, there's a montage of him being lonely, and I'm like, oh, he's just a poor, angry guy. And it was really impressive uh, how well they won us over with that. And I, I felt like they did such a cool job with that. One thing that I really, agree. Oh, I was just going to say real quick. The one thing that I really reminded me of that I always loved about the comic was the way that Corey Walker and Ryan Otley drew space, that yeah. it was this vast emptiness, which is so missing from a lot of comics. It's always feels like, oh, we're going to go from this planet to this planet. And they're like, just kind of next to each other pretty much versus yeah. Space is space, and that's something that they really lead that's into deep, with the man. book. Space, space is space. 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 Yeah, wow. I've never thought about that. Good thing space you write between. this ahead of time. Land is land space and sea between. is sea. <sighs> Don't, stuff is stuff. I can't handle all this knowledge <laughs> you drop it out of here. Take it easy. Yeah. And anyway. the space is the space between between the stuff. Yeah, space between stuff is space between stuff, I always say. What were you going to say, Justin? Uh, I was going to say, I really, the way that this, um, that we get into Nolan's head, and like Pete's saying, like he is this absolute irredeemable villain uh, in the leading up to this. But then what I think the, in the comic did this really well, too, is we sympathize with him. We and I, I think the choice of having him end up on a planet where the species is like insect like it reminded it connected me back to like the, the cliche of a, a kid burning ants with a magnifying glass. Oh, and that's the way Nolan that's the way Nolan thought of Earth. He's like, I don't these these people. I'm just here to prepare this. I don't care about any of them. I'll kill them whenever I want. And then he goes to a planet of insects and it's like the kid with the magnifying glass becoming friends and dating and having sex with an ant. And I thought I, uh, I I really like that as a way of him learning what humanity and like being a person is. And he can't he, he like a kid who doesn't understand why he shouldn't be just killing ants as a pastime. He struggles with an understanding of what it means to be like caring and understanding. Hmm. I was thinking more. It was like uh, Starship Troopers. But instead of fighting the bugs, you fuck them. <laughs> Wow. Oh yeah, you you. Uh, I saw those many texts you sent me where you said like it's like they're fucking the bugs, and I didn't know what you meant. And now find I know out more. You Do you want to know more? Yeah. Do you want to know more? Uh, no, the answer on. is no. To that point, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to know more. Um, yes to all this. The only other thing, or no to several of these things. The only other thing that I wanted to mention, just because this came up in our Patreon Slack, is somebody asked the question. How, I didn't realize Viltrumites could grow beards because Nolan grows a beard while he's in space. They all have mustaches. Otherwise, space beards. Um, he can. And all I will say is it's actually a major plot point in the book that they can yeah. grow beards. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, yeah. I, I mean, they might well, not address it. What? They definitely they might not. Address it. 100%. You'll see. Um, again, I don't want to give anything away. You haven't, because you haven't seen a head, have you? I have not seen a head, but I've then read you don't the comic know. book. That's true. Yeah. There you That's go. True. I love so many of the lines in here just because they're straight gut punches. You called mom a pet. Uh, yes. And thank again, you for bringing that's that a, back up. That's not a good that's thing. You fucking can, horrible thing to you do can, to somebody. You can call someone a, your Pete, but not your pet. Mm -hmm. That's a lesson that we all learned. 
Uh, and also when these flag away, Mark saying, what are you going to do? Knock out all of my teeth again is such a hard line to hear. It also reminds me how durable everybody is in the show, kind of per the title, yeah. sort of. But like he got his teeth literally knocked out and he still has them again. So that also points yeah. to a lot of what happens with the Viltrumites at the end of the episode, who I think all three of them are probably still alive at this point. Nolan is still alive. Mark is still alive. They're all going to recover from this. These are very durable characters. We also get that great ref. One of my favorite jokes that I've seen multiple times now, and it hits every time, where they go from you gotta be cut to invincible, invincible. and they cut oh, back to him. Oh my saying, god, yeah, that was so me. well, so well yeah. used. They did that, I think, episode. on an episode of Bojack Horseman, if I remember correctly, where they did like what the and then it cut to credits, and the next episodes start with fuck. Yeah, that was so right. funny. Good stuff, fun. Good uh, I, I just to get back to the kind of. Uh, a dad being a human and having feelings moment, the, you know, it's a tough, uh, you know, thing to talk about, but when he's going to go into the black hole and kill himself, I liked that moment because it said to me, he cares about his family so much that he's willing to just kind of like, if he just kind of like flew away and then went, uh, you know, like started a life and whatever. But the fact that he was willing to kind of like, he was done, you know, like uh, that really, uh, I know it's a kind of a creepy thing, but I, I just thought that that was an interesting kind of choice for him. Like, even though if he doesn't understand his feelings, he felt so kind of like dead inside. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I really can't uh, stress enough how much the father son kind of like, I'm glad we got to see, you know, Mark be like, fuck you, I'm out of here. And then the dad flying after him was really nice moment, too, to be like, hey, come on, we, we want, let's talk about this, you know? Well, and the other thing that I think is really interesting about it that is that they don't give a lot in the conversation. Like, a lesser show would have, hey, we're having a heart-to-heart, -heart, and I'm speaking all my feelings out loud. Nolan yeah. only comes up to a certain point here where he only gives Mark like uh, he kind of apologizes, but he doesn't necessarily explicitly apologize here. He just doesn't understand these feelings. And there's points where he'll say something and then stop. And you expect, again, at a lesser show, he'd be like, this is why I feel bad about this thing. But it never goes that far, which points to... I think the complicated writing in the writer's room, you know, they certainly are holding it back because there's a lot more of an arc to come for him. But at the same time, that's how conversations actually happen. People don't yeah. give all the way all the time. What I would also say, like, he's not fully changed. He's in the middle. He's like, because yeah. I think there's a case to be made. He was feeling like he actually felt something for Debbie and Mark. He wasn't aware of that until he lost them and the battle with Invincible. Went to space, was trying to struggle with those feelings, and then basically just started over on a new planet without ever reconciling his whole thing. And only now is he having these, like, why do I care about these people? Um, which is sort of a new thing and his, him opening up to a real understanding here. It is like, it's great to see someone changing but not changed. Like yeah. you said, a lesser show would have him be like, What's I love everyone. I'm a hero now. Can't you catch up with me, son? And that's just a much more limited uh, relationship to have, I think. Well, right, and, and we also, oh, I was just going to also say that, like, that comes down to Mark hugging him because he's still his dad in that moment. And he still. Oh, loves yeah, that his hug dad. was really a, a, a well, I was really impressed by it and surprised by it, too. 
Yeah. And it also, just to, just to finish up this thought here, it also ties into the scene with Andressa in the caves where she's laying out how she met Nolan and how she feels about him is, again, I think a complicated and smart way of playing it where you could just have Mark being angry at this people and Andressa be like, whatever, I took your dad. But instead, they really take the time to lay out the continuity here and lay out how emotionally she felt about it, how he felt about yeah. it, and give Mark all these different perspectives on the situation. So Plus they kiss. Yeah. They kiss a lot. They kiss. kiss with tongue, which seems unnecessary. You don't usually see a kiss where the tongue's fully out. You know, right. it's like a very public French kiss. Yeah, but it's a it's a bug kiss. That's how they get down. Real quick, real sex with your aunt, Pete. And not a that's not a U N T. Oh, yeah, no, I'd never Let's suggest just be clear. that. No one would no, suggest no, no. that, Pete. But you do have sex with ants. A N T S. Nope. I don't know. You talked a lot. But speaking of all this, I think it's interesting, especially in light of Pete's Starship Troopers conversation. Do you guys have any bug brothers? Uh, I consider all aware. dogs my brothers. Oh, oh that's nice. Oh, that's, that's, that's a smart. That's a smart yeah. way to do it. That way, in case one of them happens to be even know, scary, right scary over. spiders, Alex. Even mm, scary spiders. I don't know. I don't like spiders. I know you don't like spiders. And there's one uh, on your shoulder crawling into your ear. Ew. Let me say this: it was a trick question because I consider you guys my bug brothers. Oh, oh wow! Thanks, man. I don't know. How Pete, to feel I about feel like that. you have a point you were going to make. I don't know, fifteen minutes ago, twenty possibly. Yes, and the point was, uh, speaking of pointing, uh, the f- the fight montages in this was unbelievable. Where Mark's being held down by a finger, that was an awesome showcase of power. And also, like, because a lot of times when there's fighting and stuff, it's the person's already the amazing fighter. And I like the fact that Mark isn't there yet. You know what I mean? And uh, just, I love how crazy specific and in detail they get in these fight things. It's one of the great things about the comics, how gory and violent it is. Um, but man, that just that kind of thing where Mark's being held down by somebody's finger was such a, a badass move. And then that like that fucking elbow thing that just dad does to that elbow. lady with the, Oh yeah. The people, people's elbow, uh, was just so unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love all the fight sequences, not only in the comic books and the show, they're doing such a great job of, of bringing that to animation. I find the violence unsettling. Maybe that's just me, really? but the, well, that's, I think the, that's good. That's good. Right. You know? I do think okay. this was very important to put here because we've heard so much about the Viltrumites at this point, but really we've only seen Nolan. You know, we've seen flashbacks and things, but we don't really know what they're capable of. And so to draw this line between Nolan, who is not just Omni-Man, not just the strongest superhero on Earth, but one of, if not the strongest Viltrumite, yeah, they love it's him. very close. Then you meet Lucan, Thula, and Vidor are the three ones here, and wow, you impressive. see them all fighting in very different ways. They're also definitely stronger than Mark is at this point. But also tying into that theme of Mark... What is the difference between Mark and Nolan and Mark being like, you got to kill. You have to kill. Yeah. Otherwise and Mark obviously not crossing. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Nolan saying you got to kill and Mark not wanting to cross that line. That's important to see as well, just to see the variations between all of these characters. And, and just to kind of get into it, Justin, which part was it the guy holding his own guts in his cape that was upsetting? Was it the people's elbow? Like, where, where were you on the? 
I guess it was the cracked skull, brain, eyeballs coming out, and then the jaw, jaw oh, to the elbow okay. that was yeah, snapped. Yeah, 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 I yeah, guess yeah. if I had to name them, so and all I guess my favorite all, parts, all the punching, yeah, all your favorite parts. What about uh, what about Luke and holding in his guts? And I already said that. I love that. Oh, I love sorry. that. I love that part. That's part's cool. Okay, well, what about the, the guy where skull crack guy? What about that? Didn't like. I didn't like the skull. Crack. The jaw. What saying. about the jaw? No, I didn't like the job. That's what I said. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, That's but how about Don uh, taking a knife to his own arm? That was cool. I also didn't like that. No, I didn't oh, like any of that. Interesting. Uh, everybody how about the going- shot of uh, the mom setting the moving box down and then driving away? Did you like that? That was violent in a way of like giving away. Emotionally violent. Books. Yeah, I yeah. was – the fact that she was just done, I, I thought that was a really impressive – It's uh, all violence. But I was going to say um, it's like – at the same time where Nolan is becoming like Mark and Mark's teaching him, no, like I think the show is telling us that Mark also has to become like Nolan. Mark needs to kill these bad guys. And, and that's a sort of a strange lesson for a show. A show like this doesn't usually tell us that. But this show is saying he needs to kill these. He needed to kill that older lady. I, I don't think he does, though. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe Do you don't is... think the show is telling us that? Because they had a moment, a classic, like, superhero montage moment where he looks at all the at something and is like, now I know what to do. Fight harder. And he's looking at corpses with the intention of killing this woman. Right. He gets off, motivated to do it, but he doesn't need to cross that line. Like, I don't think he does. You don't think the show is going to be him killing eventually? I mean, having read the comic, spoilers, I, I know, yes, but... Like, okay, there, so why is pushing back against it? Of course it is. he won't want to. He won't want to. I'm not saying he wants to, but he's that's the lesson he's being taught, and I think the show is telling us that. Well, first off, how dare you call her an older lady just because she has a little gray hair? You don't know. She could be very young and vibrant. That's true. Um, You're an older yeah. man. And Pete's a guy who fucks ants, so he knows all about this. What the exactly. fuck? How did that <laughs> and, happen? That's and a in big this lead. case, sorry, in this case, we are talking about A-U-N-T-S. Yes, we are. Nope. Vibrant nope. older ladies. He oh loves vibrancy anywhere he can get <laughs> anyway, it, but especially in older ladies. Uh, well, that's what I'm very excited about is the fact that, like, Mark is really getting to see what his father had to deal with, like what his job was and all this kind of like. So I really love what they're setting up for the second half here as far as, like, Mark's going to have to answer to these guys and report back on Earth. And how is he going to do that? And what kind of, uh, what kind of plan will is he use? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, just imagine this character. Carrier, so after know? Nolan gets suddenly beaten out of nowhere and his back broken by Lucan, Mark is lying with his guts hanging out as well because he got impaled by Thula. We meet General Craig, who is played by none other than Clancy Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So more Clancy good. Brown. More Clancy, more Clancy, Clancy Brown. Brown. More. Oh, I thought we were still chanting. Anyway, he shows up and gives Mark, he says, hey, Nolan's going to be taken back to Viltrum and executed for having sex with bug people. And in return, you got to take over Earth. Otherwise, I'm going to come there and millions of people are going to die. So your choice, buddy. So that feels like that is going to be one of the things that he's going to be dealing with in the second half of the season. But we also have so many other things to pick up on at this point. We didn't even see Angstrom Levy in this episode, so he's still hanging out there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yep. We've got the, the twins we got after credits. We got a fun after credits with the Mahler twins. They feel like they're just 
I don't, I don't think they're big bad. They're just killing each other over it. They, over. I mean, I love this though. Like but the idea that bad. the balance, the clone balance needs to be in place. Otherwise it doesn't work. It's so funny and interesting. Perhaps a comment on um, politics in America. Ooh. And I love the line. Your bourguignon is terrible. <laughs> uh, that uh, was great, but that, oh, I just wanted to say, just to lay out a couple of the other things, we've also got the Sequids, who are on Mars, who are heading towards Earth. we got the Lizard League, which I think I mentioned. And Shapesmith. Sure, Shapesmith. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff that's floating out there, so... Uh, four episodes. I don't know what's going. We happen. haven't even we haven't even talked about Eve. No. Yeah, uh, Eve's battle with, on the on the bridge there, where she sort of gives in. She went away from her like let's fight like superheroes instincts, and then gives into it here. And we don't actually find out if that old couple died, but they did. I think they? they did. It seemed like they did, which was sad. Which was sad, especially I know you hate to see an older lady go out, Pete, before you've had your chance. Uh, Fuck the, you, the, man. <laughs> the, uh, this, uh, but I, the Eve stuff is interesting. Like she's going through a sort of a more, an emotional arc that I think is a little more pulled away from us and setting her up to, I like, it's her sort of version of what Mark's going through as well. Yeah, she goes exactly. back. We see her go back to her family. She's maturing and finding, you know, she's been pushing against all the things. And I think is now maybe just accepting she's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with her. I did want to mention on that point, we talked very briefly, but didn't actually lay out what's going on with Amber. We got a moment here where she seemed unsure and unsteady about Mark leaving Earth, which I think gets to that point we were talking about, where when he left, she was like, no problem. Have a good time, dude. Have fun in space. See you whenever. I don't think she's going to feel that way by the time he gets back. Yeah. And I think maybe she didn't hear him say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ooh, not. Come on. Ooh. Uh, William seems cool while we're checking in with characters. Loves brunch. Loves brunch and loves skipping class. That That's probably fun. won't turn out well for him. I think his theory on you can skip as many classes as you want in college is not real. Yeah. No, it really depends trouble. on how you do on the test. Well, you Maybe the next four episodes. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. What was that? Oh, what nothing. A, I didn't what say a, anything. <laughs> Uh, Alex, in post, we're just going to have to bring your burn up a little bit because it was really <laughs> hard to hear because you almost whispered it. Because I don't think Pete heard it, and it's important that he Fuck. does. Don't act like you're fucking Look, on the one side of, us, of the Look, one of us went to any fucking a better real dude. college. I will say, I don't want to say which one it was. Your fucking school, it's the same shit, man. It's just some fucking dude grading your bullshit. All right. So don't fucking tell me that like your shit was better. No, you drink Miller Lite and Alex drinks Miller High Life. That's the difference. That's the only difference between the schools. (laughs) They didn't even sell Miller Lite at Cornell. Long time listeners. Yeah, right. They were like, not that beer. No, thank you. Long-time listeners may notice a difference. Pete roasting Alex for going to Cornell. Now Alex roasting Pete for going to Ithaca is a strong (laughs) flip over in this dynamic. Uh, So that's great. Me, I went to the school of hard knocks on the streets because I'm real. (laughs) Um, How about let's talk about uh, General Krieg at the end. Gives gives Mark maybe the worst mission. This is uh, such a great twist. I love it. Yeah, I love this as well. Uh, It's going to lead to some severe conflict. I think it's going to lead to Mark taking over the world, right? That's how it'll end up. Just kill a couple of humans, like General Krieg said. It's a direct Mm -hmm. order from a general he met, so that's cool. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Love the character. There are also some weird, if they go in the same direction in the comics, uh, as they do in the comics with General Craig, it gets weird. Like, again, does not go in the direction you'd expect. Um, I'll also mention, I think I said this earlier, but Lucan, Thula, and Vidor, who didn't have a name in the comics, uh, the popular theory online is they named him Vidor because he has a visor that he's wearing. Mm. Wow. Um, there you go. I like that theory. Cool. Um, but they also come back, so they should be fine going forward. Um, there's obviously a lot more to be said with Mark's little brother, who is going to play in big. Um, yeah, there, there was something but the, else. That's the thing. You're basing this on the, the comics. Yeah, Nolan's not... last words are, read my books, mm. and that's when Debbie puts oh, them out yeah. on the street. Yes. And... Uh, I'm excited I think to there's see a that. hidden like message, like every third word, there's a clue. Yeah, or something. well, the books are the ones that you can read. The covers are the man with the invincible gun and savage planet, savage beasts is in the background. But I feel like the man with the invincible gun is the big one. Maybe I, I haven't actually looked this up, but maybe this ties in some way to the gun that Angstrom powers for robot in the first episode. They have, I'm forgetting, it's called like null power or something like that. So I wonder if he is giving him a hint how to beat Viltrumites. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I think thought that's it was just going to be like, what it is. he opens it up and it just says, I love you, Mark. Oh, but I, that'd be a hard sell for like a book on the market. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if a person who buys that book would want just, I love you, Mark, to be on a bunch of blank pages. I don't know. Uh, Pete, I wanted to ask you specifically about this. So Thula gets her jaw knocked off. When we see her next, do you think she's going to be some sort of trap jaw? A la oh, Pete that would be <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that would be smart. I mean, why not make a smart. trap jaw joke? Yeah. So as if you, as if that older woman couldn't get more attractive. Now Pete's got trap jaw in his mouth. <laughs> fetish. The sexiest of all the masters of the universe. Any other final thoughts before we start to wrap up this half season here? Anything I'm just wondering say? if moving forward after the end credits, if we're only going to get one Mueller, uh, you know, if that's going to stick or what's going to happen. I bet we're going to get another clone if mm-hmm. I had to guess. Yes. Okay. 100%. Before we wrap up here, what do you think the invincible moment of the episode was? Justin, what's your invincible moment of the episode? What we just talked about. Got to give it up for the the call forward of the books. The, mm-hmm. the book, him putting the referencing, read my books, and then Debbie putting them out. I love a good, well-placed uh, clue that we uh, don't know what it's going to be. And I think that's going to come up huge in the next four episodes, which I think are going to get... The repercussions of General Krieg's order, I think, is what the next four episodes are going to be about. Yeah. Pete, what about you? I'm going to say the uh, knife, uh, bent knife. I'm thinking that uh, hopefully Donald uh, can uh, somehow go against the grain and maybe help Invincible and uh, uh, maybe they can team up. A good robot. Uh, I wanted, I forgot to mention one episode, uh, one scene before that I thought was particularly ridiculous in the middle of the fight. Uh, uh, Omnimad goes over to Mark and says, Mark, what are you doing? She's tearing you apart, which I think is 100% a reference to the movie, the room. I don't know if you guys know this, Mm, but wow, there's two things in the room. One, there's a character named Mark. And one of the famous takeaways for the movie is the main character is giving this very dramatic speech on a rooftop and then turns around and says, oh, hi, Mark. So I think they were referencing the Mark Mark thing. 
but the other big memeable moment for the movie is you're tearing me apart, Lisa, is what the character says. So again, I think this is the, their way of sneaking in. Mark, what are you doing? She's tearing you apart is a reference to the room. So very ridiculous. I don't think that was the invincible moment, though. The invincible moment is the choking out scene where he's like, why do I feel this way? Because Simpsons. I, yeah. yeah, because it's a reference to the Simpsons, everybody's favorite television Yeah, Lisa program. Simpson. We got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got it. We yeah. got all the connections here. Yeah. Now, I yeah. think this points to, like, Nolan, spoiler, is not going to be executed on Viltrum. There's a lot more to come with him. And that's the central relationship of the show, is Nolan and Mark. So digging into that and Nolan having this turn where he's like, why do I actually feel something about something is going to pay big dividends going forward. So we'll see. Mm. Well, there you go. That is it. If you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Invincible, Apple, Spotify, Android, or the app of your choice. To subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter slash X, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast. Many more. We'll be back for four episodes sometime next year, whatever that happens. But for the meantime, for my bug brother, my bug brother, and me, this is Alex. Good night. <laughs> bug Fam 2024. Uh, Pete, say what's up to my Aunt Rachel, would you, when you see her? <laughs> no, thanks. Thanks for listening. Hey!